coming up. What an excellent day for... Whoops! All bonus episodes! There's like 72 of them! <laughs> or 36, which is what this story... Hey, 36 times 2... Is seven, there's 36 hold on, in this let me story. Ch- hold on, let me check. 72. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are humanities teachers, folks. We, we teach history and literature. We don't got time for numbers. Okay. Unless it's the book of numbers in the Bible. Whoa. Okay. All right. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we are still your holy guides on this journey through, oops, all bonus episodes as we stand in solidarity with the WGA and sag strikes. And you are in luck today, folks, because we are going to get biblical. Actually, we're going to get Extra biblical, because this is an extra biblical text, meaning it is non-canonical. It is not in the Bible, folks. Uh, you might remember that I had talked before about the Ars Goetia, or Ars Go- Goetia, sometimes is pronounced, um, which is a famous list of 72 demons which Solomon, yes, that Solomon, had under his control and which helped him to build the first temple of Israel. Well, that That list, temple. That temple. <laughs> That guy, 72 demons. Yeah. Um, Well, that list is in a book called The Lesser Key of Solomon, which itself is a famous or magical text or grimoire. And maybe we'll talk about that one day. But before we can even get to that, we got to tell you the story of how it all began. We got to go way back. We got to go all the way back. All the way back to Solomon's time? Uh, no. Turns out <laughs> not that far back. Um, actually, a couple thousand years after Solomon. Oh, yeah. You can't go back to Solomon's time because they hadn't invented time machines yet. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's a... Whew. Oh, you're making my brain hurt, Keenan. <laughs> But no, I am speaking, of course, of the extra-biblical, non-canonical, apocryphal text, the Testament of Solomon. So, folks, this is part of the Apocrypha. It is not recognized as canon by any of the Abrahamic religions or any of their denominations, right? That's not always the case with Apocrypha. There are some instances where some stuff is recognized by certain denominations. For example, uh, the Book of Tobit, uh, the Book of Judith, um, First and Second Maccabees. These are canon in the Catholic Bible, but Protestant Christians consider them Apocrypha, which in this context just means not canon which mm-hmm. i was i was a little disappointed because like apocrypha is such a cool sounding word right and it literally means hidden things right and in college like i took um you know uh, bible study and i was like oh this is the secret parts of the bible with demons <laughs> and dragons and wizards and magic right but no it's more like uh like no these parts are definitely made up this is fan fiction right this is the stuff they don't want you to know because it's they're keeping it out of the Bible. which well that's actually true sometimes well yeah right yeah. <laughs> it's like oh it's a conspiracy to keep it out of the Bible. Well, that's true that actually yeah, happens no, sometimes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go folks right so in this context right think of the apocrypha as bible fan fiction 
right? Mm -hmm. Usually written way later. Sometimes the author has a special uh, agenda, like a political agenda, right? So they're trying to like make the characters in the Bible uh, behave a certain way to justify said agenda. Or, or sometimes mm -hmm. it's just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if... Right. <laughs> and this even actually, so this works for atheists too, because like, even if you think all of this is fiction, right. Right. We can all agree that fan fiction is something different even from that. Right. It would be like someone other than Sir Arthur Conan Doyle writing Sherlock Holmes. Right. And we'd be like, dude, what are you doing? But you like one of those. I thought. I do. <laughs> It'd I'm not, be like I'm not him trying to pass that off as the real thing, I suppose. Exactly, <laughs> right, yeah, right. But I will say, but like, I will I will be the first to say that mm -hmm. Sam Siciliano's Angel of the Opera, Sherlock Holmes right. Meets the Phantom, um, is not an actual Sherlock Holmes story, even though right. it kind of, it, like, it's not officially, a, like, canon. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, some people, um, lay people, I don't, I, you know, I, again, I don't know someone within the faith tradition how they might talk about this, but um, lay people and lay scholars tend to refer to these sometimes as mythology. So, like, mm. distinguishing them from the religious texts or Jew Jewish mythology and Christian mythology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Again, that might, that's how I uh, approach it, but that might not be respectful. So, I'm not sure what term is right. I've heard that as well. I don't. Mm. I don't know if that's necessarily disrespectful. I think. I yeah. think. I think there. There needs to be some kind of delineation between right. like this is uh, like this is this is what the church accepts as as true and canon, and mm -hmm. this is like a mythology with the same characters and the same places. Right. Like right. even mm -hmm. our like um I. I, I talked about uh, father jerry way 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 back in our mm -hmm. uh in our in our early episodes right and how he right. basically like turned to the congregation and he talked about how the flood right you know in noah's ark and everything like that mm -hmm. probably didn't happen exactly the way that it's put down in the bible right? right and he referred to it as um a like this is this is part of our mythology right mm -hmm. and that's a, a canonical part of the bible so right, but there there are even even branching off from like Noah's Ark, like the idea. I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. the idea that the um the first bird that goes out is the is the raven, right, or the crow, right? Yes, uh, but that the the raven or the crow didn't come back because of some reason. Mm -hmm. That's not in the Bible, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, you are correct. Well. On that instance, I'll have to check, but I think, I, <laughs> no, I, I think you are correct. And like, while we're on this subject, yeah, like um, the idea that the snake in the Garden mm -hmm. of Eden is the devil, that's right. not in the Bible, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. That was yeah, that yeah. was added later. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah, so you have a lot of stuff. And then, okay, like going on uh, uh, another, another um, uh, example of um, like Christian mythology would be like Dante's Inferno, mm -hmm. right? Or the Divine Comedy, right? Using like, and here's where it gets like super muddy, folks, because- I mean, like I can talk to people today who are like, oh yeah, you know, I believe in hell and, and the, you know, the circles of hell, the circles of hell, that's a Dante thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so there's older texts that like just outright say, hey, no, this is fiction. This is f like, like historical fiction, or this is, this is, um, religious mythological fiction. Mm-hmm using, um, you know, the devil or using heaven and hell and God mm -hmm. and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and angels like St. Michael and, and stuff like that, right? But right. it's written by, you know, Dante Alighieri or it's written by John Milton doing Paradise Lost, right? Mm -hmm. And as time passes, we kind of, like, the lines blur and, like, you, like, I was certainly guilty of of kind of like mixing those things as oh yeah right. you know like uh, and 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 then having to check myself and be like oh no 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 that's not in the Bible that's John Milton or that's Dante <laughs> or something like that right but he writes it so well it's so yeah right yeah. 
And so some of this is fun, obviously, and the ones we're going to do are going to be, they're going to be fun, right? Oh, Hopefully. this one, this one is bonkers. <laughs> I love this. I'm right, so but, happy about this But one. there are some like harmful versions of, of the yes. textual reading of the Bible, like, um, the popular converting of Mary Magdalene into a prostitute, a sex worker, a prostitute, right? Mm, Which mm. is not biblical. And that has all sorts of implications of, of taking someone who um, is not a disciple, but close into Jesus's uh, inner circle, right? Mm, mm, and mm. then dismissing them, the only woman in that, right? And dismissing mm. them as a sex worker. Right. Yes. Um, and then also like, like, uh, and, and kind of like, having a, sig- a stigma on sex workers mm-hmm. and saying right. like, like just by that addition, saying something about like sex workers and things like that. Right. Right. Yeah. And where the Mary Magdalene in the, in the, in the books is something like a rabbi herself and, you know, not mm-hmm. officially in that case, but as someone who is following around and has great wisdom and, and right. learns and, and yeah. And is a holy woman. Right. And we talk about like, there are, there are, uh, gosh, I wish, I wish, oh, now that you, you've opened up this can of worms, uh, uh, Keenan, and I wish oops. I would, whoopsie. <laughs> um, I wish I could, I wish I could remember at this, mm. at this time. I don't have, um, I don't have it, uh, uh with me, at, uh, mm-hmm. at hand right now, but like there are, there are some, uh, implications that even like some of the apostles or, or some of the like, like more important people mm-hmm. in the Bible were women and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like through multiple translations and also um just kind of like agendas mm-hmm. um it, you know those were those were changed into male characters mm-hmm. and it's like huh interesting that like all of the the important women's roles were kind of reduced right right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but yeah so talking about like what is canonical what is non-canonical what is apocrypha what is not mm-hmm. right so so one of the things that divides christians is the argument about what is canon and what is not like i said right. book of book of judith catholics say it's canon uh protestants say it's fan fiction right but okay so the reason we just went into this whole long-winded explanation about canon and apocrypha is because i want to make it absolutely clear that nobody nobody accepts this book as canon. <laughs> Everyone uh-huh. unanimously agrees that this is fan fiction. Uh-huh. And there are a couple of reasons for this. Okay. Um, Keenan, before before we before I even get into the reasons, do you have can can you just guess? Because it was written like way later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually one of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's got magic in it. Yeah, yeah. When I when I played the guessing game on myself, <laughs> I was like, "Is it because of the demons?" <laughs> there are demons in the Bible, right? Yeah, well, yeah. There are demons yeah. in the Bible, but um, in in this this context, like like this <laughs> this is a very very special story, folks. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this. So, okay, yeah. Firstly, this is absolutely not written by Solomon. That's not even a question. Again, mm-hmm. like some of these are questionable as pertaining to the authors, right? Like, did Matthew actually write the Gospel of Matthew? Mm-hmm. What about like Mark and Luke and John, right? But there is absolutely no question about the Testament of Solomon. Well, okay, actually there is. The question <laughs> is who wrote the Testament of Solomon? Mm-hmm. And there is at least one definite answer, and that is not Solomon. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Solomon, <laughs> Solomon, um, in some readings, wrote Ecclesiastes, didn't he? Yeah, right. Like, like he's so. he has been he he is attributed to um, other other parts of the canonical Bible. Yeah, right? so he could have written this if he wanted to. That's yeah, that's why I'm bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he didn't like, write it. <laughs> right, he didn't. He absolutely did. Like, let's make that very very clear. Right <laughs> on the list of people who may have written the Testament of Solomon. <laughs> Solomon comes in near the end. He's like right next to Kenan and I, <laughs> right? Actually, Kenan, <laughs> did you did you write the Testament of Solomon? I promise you I did not okay. write the Testament of Solomon. All right, so we're one person closer, folks, <laughs> to, to 
to finding this out, right? But but just <laughs> just let's be clear, this is definitely not Solomon. Right. Um, which makes for some unintentional comedy because the author continually refers to himself, mm-hmm. saying things like, and then I, Solomon. <laughs> but no, this was written almost a thousand years after Solomon's time, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the, the reasons, as Keenan pointed out, right? That we know that this wasn't Solomon, right? Right. Another reason that this isn't accepted as canon is because it mixes a bunch of flavors from different centuries and cultures, right? We have um, Jewish mysticism, but then we got Greek mythology. We have Christian mythology. Interesting that we like um, organically just kind of touched on that before Mm -hmm, this, right? mm -hmm. We got philosophy, right? It is a patchwork quilt, a mishmash, a confusing, chaotic, delicious, demony stew, (laughs) And yeah, the other reason is that there's demons. There's a lot of demons, <laughs> right? Um, also, it, this this text has been passed around, handed down, translated, transcribed, written and rewritten, copied and edited, rearranged so many times by so many hands and with so many different ideas of like what a word means objectively mm-hmm. or what it should mean, right? According to the the translators. Um, folks, remember we talked about on the show about the like the 5,000 year old game of telephone that is the canonical mm-hmm. Bible. Right. And how hard it is to interpret stuff from there. So like so hard that you could dedicate your life to it and still be finding new interpretations and translations, right? This mm. is beyond even that. This is the telephone game times a hundred times six six six. Times 72 times 666. Yeah, 36 times 272 divided by 666. Yeah, 72. That's nine and a quarter. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got. Hey. Wow. (laughs) I can't show you my work because I'm on on a podcast. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, and again, just I don't want to get off too far, but just to throw out like this translation thing, like it's fun when it's demons. It has some pretty big implications when it is, uh, is it thou shalt not kill or is it thou shalt not murder? Those are two different things. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, like let's, let's, oh, oh. You okay? Uh, everything is shaking in the room right now. Oh, earthquake? I think so. Or is it demons? Yeah, just oh, yeah. I know, right? Like we're talking, we're we're making light of this <laughs> this thing. Yeah, folks, we are we are recording. Um, well, I'm recording in California, and Keenan is uh, recording in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, we're in the midst of a of a storm. The first, um, uh, I guess, official tropical storm that has that has been in in a while. Yeah, like within our lifetimes, like 84 years ago, I think is the last yeah. one. Yeah, so... Um, That's hit Los Angeles and San Diego, yeah. Yeah, everything just settled down. All right, earthquake. Wow, interesting. All right, well, yeah, so you, you, without without further ado, let us not uh, <laughs> uh, anger anymore the powers that be. Goodness, let me just... What do you think here? the commandment is? Thou shalt not kill or thou shalt not murder, right? Into the extras minute at gmail.com. So I'm, I'm, and I'm, you could win a button. I'm afraid I'm getting an answer right now. <laughs> but no, okay. Well, like, like uh, talking about that, Keenan, right? Like, so, so even, even just like the the mistranslations, the contextual, right? Because you have you have language and you have culture, mm-hmm. right? And language and culture go hand in hand, and you can't separate those things, right. right? Like, it's the it's the same way. It's like if I ask you how are you, and everybody says I'm fine, right? right. But like when I was in Japan, you know, it's, it'd be like oh genki desu ka, mm-hmm. right? And people say hi genki desu, and genki right. means like you know I'm 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 full of vim and vigor, I'm, yeah. I'm full of pep, I'm I'm like like super high energy, I'm ready to take on the world, right? right. But they say it in the same moment when we would say I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So like I've had students who you know they're practicing English and they'll be like. 
like, oh, how are you? And uh, the person who answers in the exercise would be like, I'm fine, right? <laughs> because they want to match it with the energy of Genki, right? Mm-hmm, right? You know, but it's like, oh, no, it's, it's not a one-to-one thing. And similarly, we do the same thing when we're, you know, when we're um, uh, speaking in uh, a language that's different from our own. We have these contextual, cultural, um, like echoes and shadows that, that inform how we look at things, right? Mm-hmm. I think in in Korea and the Philippines, it, it, it is uh, "Have you eaten yet?" is sort of a right. It's just like "Have you eaten yet?" Oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, it's in uh, <laughs> even though they, it's like yeah. Nichirlama, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and they have mm-hmm. no they have no desire to feed you, but that's just the yeah. <laughs> because it's like looking out for you, making sure it's like I care about you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So the context under all of it is like, hey, I care about you, mm-hmm. but like we have different ways of saying it, and it can be taken literally mm-hmm. uh, by somebody who's like studying the language and doesn't get, you know, the language culture. Right. But yeah, so like in addition to the language barrier and the, you know, the 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 translations upon translations upon translations, right? We also got missing pages in this thing. Now, how do we know there are missing pages? Because whoever was transcribing it into whatever the current language is tells us, oh, there's a page missing here, right? And sometimes there's straight up nonsense words that don't mean anything in any language, alive or dead, right? Mm -hmm. And that's recorded too. So there's literally notes in the text where like the scribe is like, I don't know what this word means, or this is not a word, Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, so for all of those reasons, this is an apocryphal text, right? It has too many holes, the dates aren't correct, and the author is absolutely, positively not Solomon, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another reason for it not being canon is that the story itself, the story itself is bonkers crazy kook of banana pants, but who are we kidding? That's why we're here. Great. I love it. Mm. And you're sure this this Solomon who lived to be a thousand didn't live to be another... Two, two and a half thousand after that or whatever. You know, you know, anything is possible, right? Yeah. Yeah, 72 demons, you know, hey, who, who am I to say, say what's, uh, you know, who, who am I to, to, to split hairs, right? But actually, okay, before we get into this, just a little bit of context. Now, since the first century, it has been believed that Solomon was a sorcerer who mm-hmm. could control demons, right? So this text is working from that. So that's not a new idea. The Testament of Solomon did not come up with this idea. Right. It's been part of the mythos of Solomon since the first century, right? Even in Muslim uh, countries, um, Solomon was rumored to be a controller of many demons and jinn. Now, again, this isn't canon in Islam either, right? When I say no one accepts this as canon, I literally mean no one believes this, right? But again, like we were talking about at the beginning of this uh, of this episode, right? We have our mythologies about um, the canonical parts of the Bible as well. But yeah, this book and this story has also been used as the basis for a lot of books of magic, um, occult textbooks, stuff like that, right? Um, The one we mentioned at the top of the show, right? The Lesser Key of Solomon, inside of which is a section called the Ars Goetia or the Ars Goetia, which is basically a list of 72 demons, which Solomon apparently had under his control. But yeah, like I said, before we can get into that, let's get into this story. So the Testament of Solomon opens up with a little preface. Preface? Preface. Preface. Okay. Epitome. Um, Preface. Preface. Uh, uh, Prefaki. Um, <laughs> it basically says uh, that this is the story of how Solomon came to control all these demons and how they helped him build the temples, right? So here it goes. Testament of Solomon. 
son of David, who was the king in Jerusalem, and mastered and controlled all spirits of the air, on the earth, and under the earth. By means of them also he wrought all the transcendent works of the temple, telling also of the authorities they wield against men, and by what angels these demons are brought to naught. So yeah, after this, the book opens proper with uh, a bunch of people trying to build the temple for Solomon, but they got a problem. Kenan, guess what kind of problem they have? Is this is this the problem where they? Um, it's not the problem of Pazuzu. Well, it's, well maybe. <laughs> is this the problem where Solomon is supposed to only build the temple out of stone that he's not allowed to use tools on? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Actually. Um, mm-hmm. Well, firstly, no. Um, <laughs> I didn't just make that up, though, did I? No, you didn't. No, <laughs> am, no, no, I, no. am I having some kind of? <laughs> no, no, no. You're saying like, you're saying something. No. <laughs> if I just made that up, I, I got no. You I did not. Stop you, this you absolutely podcast. did not. No, I got to no. go grab a notepad and start writing things down. You actually don't you steal actually... it, anybody. <laughs> That's my idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what I'm trying to say is, you you cited something from the Talmud. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> And not this this fun uh, cuckoo crazy banana pants story. So you Tarted. actually went you actually went more authentic. Oh, it's always the Tom that's stealing my <laughs> ideas. <laughs> but no, like no, no, no. Um, I so I believe the story in there is that yes, um, he has to build the temple, but it has to be um, out of unhewn stone. Right. Right. And the, the way he does that, I believe, um, this is like he 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 summons a worm. Yeah. And the worm kind of like cuts the stone for him. Exactly. And, and then he gets another demon to help him. And that, that demon is actually going to feature in this oh, cuckoo okay. crazy banana pan story. Yeah. Well, thank God that wasn't just something that I I thought of. <laughs> it, I had some some seizure or something and I was just imagining this on the floor of my No, if anything, that one actually has more merit than this one. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. You went, you went a little too serious. Right. It's like, yeah. Lester, remember that time when you and I had to... We're commanded to build the temple. <laughs> and God was like, you, you got to build it, but you can't use any iron tools on it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're like, ah, oh, well. Can you remember that time <laughs> when we were trying to build a podcast, <laughs> but God said we couldn't talk about movies? Right. Yeah. And then and then we tried to um, do some bonus episodes, but then God sent mm-hmm. you a hurricane and you still... <laughs> You still went to the office to uh, record it, and to then record it, yeah. And on then the Sabbath day, on that's the why. Sabbath day, and you didn't get the hit, so he sent an earthquake after you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming up next is seventy-two demons. <laughs> You're gonna be in here, Oi. but yeah. So okay, so no, no, it's not the the unhewn stone thing. Okay, what problem? Because that's have? that's actually correct. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, Keenan, if you said a demon problem, <laughs> we got a demon problem. You'd be right. They got <laughs> demons. Mm-hmm. More specifically, they have a demon, right? Mm-hmm. And this demon, he is making it hard for these guys to build this temple. Specifically, he's making it hard for Solomon's favorite worker, who mm-hmm. happens to be the son of the master workman. And this boy is so favored by Solomon that Solomon mm-hmm. gives him double wages. Mm-hmm. and double shares of food. However, this boy comes to him one day and Solomon sees that he has wasted away to almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And he asks Solomon for help because every day 
a demon comes around, takes half of this kid's pay, half of this kid's food, but that's not even the worst part, Keenan. Can you guess the worst part? Uh, demons. <laughs> oh, that was right the last time. That was, that was, the, that was the correct answer for the, the previous question. Oh, God. That's all I got. I'm just, I'm just a student uh, writing C all the way down on my Scantron. Okay. If you said this demon also <laughs> sucks this kid's thumb. Oh, this demon also sucks this kid's thumb. You'd be right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, folks. So the main reason this kid is wasting away mm-hmm. is because this demon comes to him at night and sucks the life force out of this kid's thumb. Now, that is a nightmare I used to have when I was a kid. <laughs> really? That I haven't told anybody. <laughs> oh. Or are we getting, oh gosh, this is, this is, this is a revelation. No, I used to have, a, I used to have a dream. I, I haven't uh-huh. told this to anybody. I used to have a dream that, that the girls from school, when I was in elementary school, would come in through my window and, and, and like, yeah, do little scientific things and suck my energy out. Like with like little, little uh, needles and IVs and things. See, Keenan, mm-hmm. you call that a nightmare. <laughs> But I'm sure that when I was the same age back then, I was having very similar dreams. And they were not scary. And you've never told anybody. No. <laughs> but yeah, this is I was I was getting a little bit nervous, Keenan. And I was mm-hmm. like, like, is does it like it's in this story, mm-hmm. you have this dream. I thought you were gonna say that you have a dream about like a nightmare about a demon sucking your th- I was like, is this a common thing that I don't know about? <laughs> But no, yeah. you had a very normal dream. Okay. Oh yeah, real normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess so. folks, kids, adolescents, if you're listening to this, firstly, if you don't listen to this show, what are you <laughs> no, doing? No, 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 no. No. Give this. Give the phone back to your mom. Or dad. <laughs> um. But no, like, um. What was I saying? <laughs> your dreams are okay, no matter. Your dreams who are okay. You are. Yeah, they're normal. We we love you. Yes. You you're enough. Right. Um, yeah. Unless it is a demon who comes and sucks your thumb, that's that that might be a little bit. Um, <laughs> then they should they should get that checked out if they're having demon yeah. dreams. I think. Well, or or mm-hmm. or you go to Solomon, <laughs> which is what this boy did. There we go. I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Usually, I like the depictions of Solomon because there normally is like a line of people right outside the temple, like waiting mm-hmm. and waiting. Right. Like. Um, but yeah, so yeah, in in the depictions of Solomon, like there's people always waiting in these long lines. Like, oh, guys, yes. they didn't invent waiting in lines <laughs> till 1492 when they all came to uh, to Isabella and Ferdinand clearly mm-hmm. and waited outside the palace to um, to try to go around the world. If I yeah, remember it was, correctly, it was, mm, it was a tooth and nail fight to the death <laughs> to 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 get in front of Solomon. Right, exactly. that was that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually reading. Um, so I, I think I mentioned that Bartimaeus series mm-hmm. uh, on the show before. Um, but there's a prequel, and it's called The Ring of Solomon, and it's it's where Bartimaeus is. Um, he's one of the demons, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Solomon's court, and it's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so, so yeah, we're back to this demon, <laughs> which is not like Bartimaeus at all. Um, but yeah, so he he sucks this kid's thumb, mm-hmm. and no matter how much food or how uh, much money Solomon gives this kid, he seems to be wasting away before the king's eyes. Mm-hmm. And what I like about this, and also like what sort of clues you into why this isn't accepted as canon, uh-huh. is it straddles that line between like how the rest of the Bible sounds and how 
those later sort of like rhythmic fairy tales sound, right? Like mm-hmm. you could you could swap this demon out for like an ogre or a troll or something like that, you know? Like yeah. he seems he seems very earthly, right? Like he's stealing food, he's stealing money. It sounds like like Beowulf, where like Grendel sort of rolls up, right. he steals a bunch of like maidens and chickens and sacks of grain, and then he rolls out of there again, right? Right. Yeah. Like the style is a little bit different from the canonical Bible, right? That, like the first thing that came to my mind actually was because of these stories I'm more familiar with. But like in Japan, they have those folk heroes like uh, Kintaro mm-hmm. and Momotaro. Mm-hmm. And like you have these episodic adventures that usually feature, and we talked about these guys on the show too, uh, the Oni, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually act like, like bandits who come in and take stuff or terrorize the townsfolk. And so the hero sets out to find them, lays a trap for them, um, like, you know, like outsmarts them in some way and wins the treasure back or saves the town. Right. Right. This thumb sucking demon doesn't sound like Legion or the devil tempting Jesus in the desert. He sounds like an Oni or an ogre or a troll. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also just like, kind of like just being a bother. Yeah, just being like like pesky, right? And, <laughs> and actually, like that's what his name means. We're mm. gonna find later is pesky demon. Oh, right. But yeah, and then also just kind of like the rhythmic nature of it. It's like it's like, but I give you double pay and double food, but then you waste away. It's like it's like well, the house of straw didn't work, and the house of mm. uh, <laughs> sticks didn't work, right? It's it's that kind of like rhythm that that tells you this is kind of like a folksy folk tale. Yeah. Right? Yes. Something about the um, the original Bible, it's sometimes hard to dramatize, right? Because yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this story or like the Oni stories, right? They're very easily uh, folk taleable. Like, I mean, you could have somebody dress up as an Oni and have mm-hmm. someone dress up like this thumb sucker guy. It sounds mm-hmm. like and be like, I'm the thumb sucker guy, <laughs> and I suck a thumb, right? Mm-hmm. Like Legion is hard to put that into something you could act, like you could act or you could uh, paint even right it's like yeah there, there are there are big chunks of the bible where it's literally like and then this happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then this happened right and some some parts of the bible where it's just like a list of names like right. the gats right mm-hmm. which we know that we can just shorten into jacob <laughs> <laughs> jacob jacobson's jacob's jacobson's son jacob jacobson yep. <laughs> it's all jacob yeah <laughs> But yeah, okay. But like, yeah. So speaking to the style of this, right? Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to read um, uh, the fifth verse in in our Testament of Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. Who is you know definitely not written by Solomon. I just want to say that, right? Okay. So, verse five. Now, when I Solomon <laughs> heard this, I entered the temple of God and prayed with all my soul, night and day, that the demon might be delivered into my hands and that I might gain authority over him. And it came about through my prayer that grace was given to me from the Lord Shabaoth by Michael, his archangel. He brought to me a little ring, having a seal consisting of an engraved stone, and said to me, Take, O Solomon king, son of David, the gift which the Lord God has sent thee, the highest Shabaoth. With it thou shalt lock up all demons of the earth, male and female, and with their help thou shalt build up Jerusalem. But... Thou must wear this seal of God, and this engraving of the seal of the ring sent thee is a pentalpha. Mm-hmm. So Solomon's like, all right, I got to go check with God and see what I can do. <laughs> so he goes into the temple to pray and ask God for advice. Kenan, do we catch an inconsistency here? Hmm. This story is about how Solomon got a bunch of demons to build the first temple. Right. And at the beginning of the story... He goes into the temple. Oh my God. <laughs> to ask exactly. Oh my God. But to the ask God for about advice. him building the temple. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. 
So, and you know, some, some people is like, oh, well, maybe he was standing in the foundations or maybe a temple is symbolic or, you know, whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's like, maybe that's what it means or, or maybe, right? Like, and this is another reason why this story isn't accepted by anyone as canon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not holy, but it is full of holes. <laughs> but they wrote this, you know, several years after, several centuries, yeah, like several millenniums yeah, yeah. afterwards, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. They had some time to clean this up, you all. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, but I think I think by then mm-hmm. they had the image in their mind of, oh, Solomon, King Solomon mm-hmm. in the temple, right? So they had like they had that character like firmly fixed in their mind, right? right? So it's like, oh yeah, Solomon in the temple, right? Like how do we, like what does Solomon do in this story about building the temple? Oh, he goes into the temple and prays. <laughs> That's where he lives. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yeah, actually, it's it's interesting to note here. So. The name that Solomon uses when he prays to God, um, Shabaoth or, or Sabaoth, I, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could, I wish I knew the proper pronunciation. <laughs> um, I've heard it, uh, Shabaoth, um, mm-hmm. is, is one of God's many names. It comes from the Hebrew word for that which goes forth, uh, mm-hmm. and also for like armies and hosts, right? Like, so you've heard like the Lord of hosts, right? Right. Yeah. So the name Yahweh Shabaoth declares God's reign over heaven and earth and all over all armies, earthly and spiritual. So like in the Bible proper, um, different names of God are used in different instances, and it's usually to like denote the particular relationship uh, that the speaker has with God, right? So you have like Adonai, which means my Lord, mm-hmm. or you have like Elohim, uh, and you have like El Shaddai, which means God Almighty, and El Elyon, uh, which means like the Most High God, right? And then you have like in the New Testament, Jesus referring to God as Abba, right? Which oh, is oh, I like haven't Ar- heard that. Oh yeah, which it's like, and that's Aramaic for Father. And ah, what's more, mm-hmm. that word Abba is like very intimate. It's very familial, so it's very close. It's kind of like saying Papa, uh-huh. right? Yeah, so which is why it's so shocking because like it's so different from the other names used, right? When when Jesus says Abba, it's like. <gasps> but then when we translate it, right? That, that's that that's losing a lot. I mean, that, that's making a very mm. definite choice when we change it from something like Papa to Father. Right. See what happens, like when you translate things, folks. You mm-hmm. lose so much of this like good stuff, mm. right? Or sometimes you add stuff that wasn't supposed to be there, right? Right. Like when when we have paintings of Moses having horns or something like that, <laughs> right? So yeah, so the, yeah, the best way to interpret all of these things is like in their own original language because there's just so much good, like there's there's um, uh, 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 culture, there's puns, there's mm-hmm. there's like a context and, and all of this stuff that we lose when we translate it over into um, like our native language, right? If it's not our culture. Right? Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record uh, mm. about like the anti-feminism that comes in the in the you know passages of the bible that are translated over and over again but like Mm -hmm. to call your to call your dad papa is is Mm -hmm. you know more traditionally feminine right it's like the more caring and more like definitely less patriarchal you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like definitely less like my father upon high is like Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. god above you who who um is your father but just a lawgiver like it Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that like familiar child-like relationship with you, right? Right. Like even like, like you know, we, like if we, if we both, Keenan, you and I said to, to our dads, mm-hmm. right? Father, right? right? They're going to look at us like, what, like, what's up? Like, what's, yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah, exactly. right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have a closer relationship than that. Mm-hmm. Where the yeah. father, I mean, like to refer to him as the father and only as the father or have Jesus referred to him as the father mm-hmm. in the first person makes him seem more distant, doesn't it? Emotionally, I mean. S- Distant to us or just, oh, oh. Um, distant, just emotionally distant uh, to Jesus even. Oh, you mean, oh, like the literal word father, F-A-T-H-E-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. rather than Abba. Right. Yeah. 
Mm, that's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Well, I'm just hearing about this now, so I have to think about <laughs> this more. But yeah, that that sounds. Uh, I really hope I'm not wrong. I got, that <laughs> I quite go. that quite matters, I would say. Mm, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> folks. And again, we're not experts. Um, so if you find out that we are wrong, mm-hmm. um, chastise us <laughs> to the proper extent. No, no, no. Um, yeah, fling us into eternal hellfire. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let us know. Right, the Exorcist Minute at gmail.com. Because again, mm-hmm. we want to learn, and we also don't want to like be spitting misinformation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to this name. So this name, uh, uh, Shabaoth or, or Sabaoth, is calling upon God's like demon-defeating powers, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it's used in this story, right? And then also, uh, this passage is the first of many that begins with, so then I, Solomon, right? <laughs> this is definitely me. I definitely wrote this. Mm-hmm. Testament of Solomon, which is me. This is my testament. <laughs> yeah, copyright. 100 BC yeah. <laughs> by Solomon, Solomon mm-hmm. Incorporated, LLC. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so so he's answered by St. Michael, the archangel, right? Mm-hmm. So we got we got him coming back here. That's our old pal. That's our old pal, right? He's actually my patron saint, yeah. Yeah, and he saved um, Robbie, Robbie Doe. And he saved, saved Robbie Doe, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so this is how Solomon gets his famous ring, mm-hmm. right? In the mythos, this is the magic ring that's going to control all the demons, right? Again, this story didn't create this, right? Mm-hmm. The ring has been part of the non-canonical mythology of Solomon for a long time, right? This story, this story is doing the thing like, hey, ever wonder how he got the ring? Right? This is the origin story. This, yeah, this is the origin story. Even though, like, the the notion of the ring has been around older than this this story, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so on this ring is what's known as the seal of Solomon, right? So so it's like a, a signet ring, right? It has your symbol on it, right? Like back when you used to like stamp letters and stuff into wax, mm-hmm. right? Or or you would have like a ring with your little symbol on it, right? And if you Google the ring of Solomon or the seal of Solomon, you'll see a bunch of different designs, most notable um, one that look looks like the Star of David or something close to it. Mm-hmm. They are not the same thing, right? They just look very, very similar. Um, that, I believe, is the most popular one. Um, though no one actually knows what was really on the ring. I don't even think um, the earliest versions of this tale specify what's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, again, like throwing new stuff into the mix, right? It says the symbol is a pentalpha, which, you know, pent, five, alpha, letter A. So it's five A's in a circle, which makes a pentagram. Um, okay, but that's not a hexagram, which is what the Star of David is. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, so you see the Star of David, right? And you see like Keenan, Google like the Seal of Solomon right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, and you're seeing what, what, what looks Solomon. like the Star of David, right? Yep, mm-hmm. that is yeah. a hexagram. That is yeah. a Star David, right? So that is not a pentalpha. Right. So that's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that this story is is like, no, 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 no. It's a pentalpha. <laughs> hmm. So this story is like adding new things. wonder why. Yeah, I don't I think just to be kind of like, you know, like whenever, whenever you write a, like an origin story, you're like, well, actually, did you know that the Joker <laughs> is Batman's brother? <laughs> right. Hmm. But no, yeah, like whenever you add something like – when like whenever you like kind of like reboot something like you feel like it's like oh i got i got to add my little thing into it mm-hmm. right yeah so that's i think that's what the pentalpha is right again like nobody knows what it actually was and i feel like the author of the text is trying to like be different for you know difference's sake right uh-huh. you know like you know the author solomon <laughs> please call yeah. me solomon call me solomon <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of which, uh, yeah, let's let's read let's read uh, the next little passage here. Mm-hmm. And I, Solomon, ah, <laughs> oh, this guy. 
<laughs> and I, Solomon, was overjoyed and praised and glorified the God of heaven and earth. And on the morrow I called the boy and gave him the ring and said to him, Take this, and at the hour in which the demon shall come unto thee, throw this ring at the chest of the demon and say to him, In the name of God, King Solomon calls thee hither. And then do thou come running to me without having any misgivings or fear in respect of aught thou mayest hear on the part of the demon. So, yeah. So our narrator, Solomon, <laughs> calls the kid back and immediately gives the ring that he just got from St. Michael, who said it was a gift from God. Mm -hmm. And he's like, go find the demon and throw this at him. And when the demon asks why you did that, say Solomon wants to see you. <laughs> Tell him Solomon sent you. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Tell him Solomon said this is a this is a nice demon you got here. It'd be a shame if something would have happened to it. <laughs> hey, this is a nice uh, thumb you got here. <laughs> Nice, nice thumb you got here. It'd be a, a nightmare or a dream if something would happen to it, depending on who you are. Depending on who you are, you know. <laughs> depending on your feelings about such things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't judge. I just, I literally just suck thumbs. That's what it says on my clipboard today. <laughs> to do. Suck thumbs. Check mm -hmm. and mate. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess I got to add this one. Go see Solomon. <laughs> Thought I was done for the day. Slowly turning into Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> A boy walks in to see the king. I'm doing my demon thing. <laughs> and yeah. something bops me in the side of the head. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny. It's it's um, it specifically says it hits him in the chest, uh -huh. right? So it's like he's he's putting he's putting the seal of Solomon like he's stamping the demon, uh -huh, right? Which I think is interesting. Is that a real thing? Like you see that in in movies, right? Of like hmm. somebody putting their seal on a on a letter with a you know with the seal on it, but with a ring. That's is that real? No, I think I think this is I think it's a ring because that way nobody can steal it. Right. Oh yeah, it's on your finger. So it's like yeah. So so you have your own special seal, mm -hmm. which is like you know that's how you that's how people know that the letter that comes from you is authentic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like you know. Your housekeeper could be like dusting your desk one day and they could just pick that up, right? <laughs> Unless it's on a ring on your finger. Uh huh, right. I gotcha. So, but, but Solomon throws it at the kid instead of. He, he literally, <laughs> like, so, so the added protection of it being a ring on his finger, uh -huh. which was literally given to him by an angel. Right. After he prayed to God and he immediately hands it over to this little kid. So, whom we have no reason to believe is telling the truth. Yeah. So what's Thumbsucker going to think that that this kid killed Solomon and took his hand? Let's read this because this is this is actually <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Great. All right. Wonderful. So the child took the ring and went off, and behold, at the customary hour, the fierce demon came like a burning fire to take the pay from the child. But the child, according to the instructions received from the king, threw the ring at the chest of the demon and said, "King Solomon calls thee hither." And then he went off at a run to the king. But the demon cried out loud, saying, Child, why hast thou done this to me? Take the ring off me, and I will render to thee the gold of the earth. Only take this off me, and forbear to lead me away to Solomon. 
But the child said to the demon, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, I will not brook thee, so come hither. And the child came at a run, rejoicing to the king, and said, I have brought the demon, O king, as thou didst command me, O my master. And behold, he stands before the gates at the court of thy palace, crying out and supplicating with a loud voice, offering me the silver and gold of the earth, if I will only bring him unto thee. So yeah, I, I notice he added silver in there. <laughs> Dad said I could stay up until 10.30. Right. Yeah, I don't know where this demon's going to get silver. I get where he gets gold. Mm-hmm. That's clear. I understand that completely. Well, no, I, th- I think this is, this is in a time, rem- and, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but uh, this, is, this is at a time where um, like demons had kind of control over like all the material things. Right. Um, yeah. So this demon is on the gold standard. Libertarians, pay attention. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. <laughs> He's a mercantilist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if we have economics nerds. <laughs> He's a mercantilist yeah. and he's an Aquarius. Um, <laughs> you think I'm joking. Um, but yeah, so so our boy does just that. Mm-hmm. Like, he throws the ring and he runs away. And immediately, like the power of the ring is like felt by this demon, right? Mm-hmm. He calls out. It's like, no, why, why have you done this, right? right. And uh, Why you, know, you he, do this to me, little boy? Why do you, you do this to me, little boy? <laughs> who's done my son? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I never and, learned. Yeah. I never learned your name, but I know that thumb anywhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. It's like it's like you know, dogs identify through smell, right? Exactly. And demons are, are like you know, you know, like like you know, when you when you want to tell like which way the wind is blowing, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, <laughs> you stick your thumb in your mouth, right? Right, and then you then you you know hold it up into the air, right? right? It's like it's like wait a minute, wait a minute, right? Which one are you? Mm. Now, I'm not going to do the sucking sound into the microphone, folks. <laughs> mm, That's gross. Mm, you're, you're Jacob. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, like all of us are Jacob. That doesn't help, right? <laughs> Literally everybody. <No. laughs> but yeah, so he says like, "Hey, Solomon wants to see you," right? And so yeah, the kid runs back to Solomon. He's like, "Yeah, I did it. The demon is right outside," right? Mm-hmm. So Solomon goes out. And he sees this demon and this demon is like wailing and begging and crying. And Solomon says, so what's your name? And the demon says that his name is Ornius, right? Mm-hmm. Which literally means pesky. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So he is a pesky demon, right? Mm-hmm. And the next thing Solomon asks is, what's your sign? Mm-hmm. And Ornius says, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I am not joking. Really. And this is, okay, th- this, this is actually important to the story. <laughs> okay. At this time, there was no concept of hell as we know it, mm-hmm. right? So, so demons resided in what is known as the firmament, right? Which is which is just like the heavens, mm-hmm. not not heaven, but like like the sky, right? right? Specifically, mm-hmm. the dome over the earth with all the stars in it, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so there was this idea that the demons like resided in the stars and in the constellations, I right? I see, uh huh. And that's where they live. And then the rest of the time, they're like flying around the firmament or dropping down to earth to bother humans. <laughs> suck thumbs um so yeah so ornius the pesky demon Mm -hmm. lives inside the constellation aquarius Mm -hmm. so yeah so so ornius then explains what his job is Mm -hmm. he tortures young men in their sleep specifically Mm -hmm. those who are enamored with beautiful women Mm -hmm. right so he's punishing them for having lustful thoughts and torturing them in their dreams right um which is like so that got me thinking because we were just talking about those dreams we were having (laughs) Or I don't know if I'm going to leave in or cut out. Oh, no, thing. you got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that's a th- like, is this, is this like a metaphor for like a, 
Is is Ornius like a succubus? Um, you know what I mean. I thought you were going to say it's a metaphor for a wet dream. Well, I, I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like because a succubus is a metaphor for wet dream, right? Uh huh. Yeah, is what that is. So mm. okay. Oh god. Now we got to get in all the context. Okay. Hey, hey, hey! So, you're the one bringing up uh, sucking thumbs over here, little I know, boys. Right? <laughs> it's, it's hey, it's not me. It's Solomon, <laughs> who's definitely writing this thing. <laughs> No, okay, so like like incubus, mm-hmm, succubus. Right. Um, so these are demons. These are demons who like. Oh, dang it! Which one is which? Hang on. An incubus is a man, and a succubus is a woman. I think. Okay. Okay. Yep, that's a lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Close that tab. There we go. Um, but yeah, so so incubi and succubi are like specific types of demons who like come to you at night, mm-hmm. and they like basically they they kind of like rape you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, like they 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 molest you, and it causes you like you wake up, uh, uh, having. God, how do I talk about this? <laughs> What's wrong? You have a nocturnal emission. I, there we go. Yeah, the more scientific, the better. Let's do that. Yes. What you were yes. going to say? You have, I was trying I to wait know. for you to say it. <laughs> you jizz you in have, your jammies. No. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> oh God. That. Okay. I want to think about that. But yeah. So that, that's that's what they are, right? And they're they're. I guess my understanding is that these demons were kind of like made up to explain mm-hmm. like when you have a nocturnal emission, when you have like a wet dream or right. something mm-hmm. like that. Right. So, you know, you're like a prepubescent teenager mm-hmm. whose hormones are going all over the place and you're having these dreams and you're just like, you're just starting to notice girls or boys mm-hmm. and you're like, just starting to kind of like, you know, like have these thoughts and everything like that. And, you know, of course, like, I don't care what society you were born into, right? It's probably one that told you that those thoughts are bad. Right. So you kind of you kind of like like keep them, you know, tamped down into your subconscious. So where do they come? They come in dreams, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you have the, you know, you have those like, you know, crazy sexy dreams mm-hmm. and you wake up and ah, you know, there's a wet spot on your on your trousers, right? right? Mm-hmm. That's what that is. You sleep in your trousers, huh? That's, oh, just, that's your first problem. Your PJs, whatever. <laughs> Right or on your blanket? I don't know. I don't know how you sleep. I don't want to. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to talk about this. But, but what I'm saying is like so. In some um, in some uh, cultures, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, that's a that's a, a succubus or that's right. an incubus. That's why. So it's not it's not that you're normal mm-hmm. and that your brain is normal and that you did your body did a normal thing, which is absolutely normal. Right. It's that a demon came to you right. and sucked your thumb. <laughs> And and you had a you had a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, like that's one of the things that witches were being accused of, right? So you know, if old if old you know Father Mather mm-hmm. had like like you know a sexy dream one day, and it featured one of the like the women in the village, right? That's that's not on Father Mather, right? That's on that lady who was in the dream, right? And he wants to make it everybody's business, exactly, right? right? And he wants to, he wants to, he wants to kind of like convince himself that he is pure of heart mm-hmm. and pure of soul. Right. It was it was this witch's fault. Yeah. So yeah, gross <laughs> humans don't much care for him. So yeah. So Ornius says says uh, who he is, where he's from, what he does, and then the last thing that he says is that he is the offspring of the mm-hmm. angel Uriel. Yeah. We got the offspring, we got Incubus, we got Black mm-hmm. Sabbath, we got ACDC mm-hmm. in here. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Metallica. Where's, when's Metallica mm-hmm. show up? Oh, you just wait. You just wait. 
<laughs> When's the you Def think, Leopard come in? <laughs> yeah, you think you think you think we we buried the lead with this uh, with this thumb sucking thing? Oh no 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 no! If I tell you, it only gets crazier from here. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So so this interview that Solomon has mm-hmm. with with uh, Ornius, right? This interview kind of sets the tone for a big chunk of this book, where Solomon interviews these demons or interrogates them, uh-huh, right? Right. And they tell him who they are, what they do, where they live, and what angel or holy power they are like subject mm-hmm, to. Right. Right. So Uriel is like Ornius's like kryptonite, right? His opposing force. That's his parent. And That's his, his parent ice- and his like his his like the thing the thing that you use to boss him around. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you want to banish Ornius mm-hmm. or or enslave him, you call upon the angel Uriel, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. Solomon does that, right? The text reads, I, Solomon, <laughs> having heard the name of the archangel, prayed and glorified God, the Lord of heaven and earth, and I sealed the demon and set him to work at stone cutting, so that he might cut the stones in the temple, which, lying along the shore, had been brought by the sea of Arabia. But he, fearful of the iron, continued and said to me, I pray thee, King Solomon, let me go free, and I will bring you all the demons." And as he was not willing to be subject to me, I prayed the archangel Uriel to come and succor me, and I forthwith beheld the archangel Uriel coming down to me from the heavens. And the angel bade the whales of the sea come out of the abyss, and he cast his destiny upon the ground, and that destiny made subject to him the great demon. And he commanded the great demon to cut stones at the temple. And accordingly, I, Solomon, glorified the God of heaven and the maker of the earth. And he bade Ornius to come with his destiny and gave him the seal, saying, Away with thee and bring me hither, the prince of all the demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so basically, Solomon tells him, Okay, you're going to work for me now. Mm-hmm. You're going to go cut the stone of this temple that I'm going to build. Right. Right. And the demon says, I don't want to do that, particularly because like he is afraid of the iron. So and this is another thing like in the lore, like iron is is uh, harmful to demons. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's like, no, 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 please. You know, I I, like set me free and I will bring you like all of the demons. Right. And this is very Billy Goat's gruff right here right like if you let me pass like my my brothers are bigger and tastier right right i'll give you all the gold and all the silver exactly and the demons yeah and so solomon is like nope and he calls the angel uriel right who we know is uh is like ornius's kryptonite and so uriel like basically calls up these like it says whales right but the word for whale and the word for sea monster in these texts are the same. Right. And so this could be like either one. This this could also be alluding to those like biblical sea monsters like behemoth and leviathan. Like in fact, in another text, I saw um, there was this added sentence like the male sea monsters are called behemoth and the females are called leviathan. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this has done the job, right? Or- Ornius is cowed and Solomon has his first demon. But then Solomon gets this idea. Why have one pesky demon <laughs> when you can have the prince of demons? Mm-hmm. So he orders Ornius to go and fetch him the prince of demons. So now he right? controls Ornius for sure. Yes. So Ornius is his free labor right now. Uh, I don't wh- – where where does that say that in this little thing? Oh, no, it's implied. To sort of it's imply. Implied. That's what I thought. It's sort of implied. So once you catch him – and, mm-hmm. and throw your seal. I'm just trying to get the rules down. Yeah. You catch him, you throw your seal at him or affix mm-hmm. your seal somehow, and yeah. you interrogate him, and then he does yeah. whatever you want. Keenan, mm-hmm. do you want to be the very best? <laughs> like no king of Israel ever was. 
to train them mm -hmm. is your real test. And to force them to build the temple of Israel <laughs> is your cause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, no, no. And <laughs> folks, I just want to, I just want to be clear mm -hmm. that one of the sources that I used for this was, um, uh, one of my new favorite podcasts, the Apocrypals, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And the Apocrypals do make the Pokedex joke as well. I just want to put it out there that I did think of that joke by myself. <laughs> so we both thought of it independently which should tell you something about why this book is not canon. <laughs> but hey, if it's already a good joke, why why struggle to write your own? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent would be besides a Pokedex of 72 yeah. even, so. Well, actually, okay. So this this is this is in their episode, which I which I recommend everybody go listen mm -hmm. to. Um, but they mentioned that at the time of the releasing of their episode about the Testament of Solomon, um, the Vatican releases JC Go. Mhm. Mm have you ever heard of JC Go? I can imagine. <laughs> it's like Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> but you go around and you catch all the saints. <laughs> you catch the saints, huh? I guess. And make them battle with each other? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've not checked it out further than that. But I submit that an even better template for this game mm -hmm. would be uh, the Goetia. <laughs> So it would be Goetiamon Go, and we get all these little demons, right? And the first one you get, mm -hmm. right, just like just like in, in the game where you have to choose one, mm -hmm. right? You wake up to somebody th uh, sucking your thumb, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm just a little demon. You got you to train me and feed me and, uh, you know. Feed me your thumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's why, like, he was hungry. He was little, yeah, like a know. Tamagotchi, if you don't feed him your thumb every day, he starts mm -hmm. to get real sad. Exactly. <laughs> little icons come up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, folks, that is where we will pick up the next time with Solomon meeting the prince of all demons. Oh snap. Oh snap. It's gonna it's gonna get extra biblical. <laughs> it's gonna get apocryphal. <laughs> Apocrypha sounds like such a cool word. I wish it was You wish it didn't mean fake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it literally it means fake ass bitch shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't call yourself. I'm apocryphal Lester. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful name. What's it mean? Yeah. Fake ass bitch shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean like like imagine Keenan, it's like like I bring you a dusty tome mm -hmm. and I, I'm like like, oh, this is the apocrypha. Mm -hmm, yeah. Right? It's it sounds like apocalypse, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. But no. It's not. It's not. <laughs> And then I bring you another tome and I say, this is the epitome. <laughs> and that, folks, is the end of the first part of our examination of the Testament of Solomon. Next week, we'll pick up with Solomon meeting the Prince of Demons. But for now, that is all my notes. Keenan, is there anything else we missed? No, I think we got it. All right, folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz, and you can find me on Letterboxd and Instagram as Howdy Keenan. Mm, and we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who shared the show by word of mouth or on social media, and a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star ratings on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, folks, we want to thank you again for sticking 
working with us, uh, even though we're not talking about the movie at this time. We promise we're not going anywhere. We will start up our normal movie episodes after we have won this strike. Uh, we have episodes in the can, but we are uh, standing in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. And yes, we promise to keep you posted and let you know uh, how you can help with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. The best and most comprehensive uh, place for that would be, and the most trustworthy news source for that is SAGAFTRA.org, but you can also go to SAGAFTRAstrike.org. They have news, they have FAQs uh, about what you can and can't do during the strike, as well as what you can do to help. Uh, they also have resources, picket schedules, social media toolkit, right? I'll post a link in our listener group. So if you can get out there and march, please do. Uh, if not, please spread the word and let us all pray for a swift and decisive victory. All right. Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. All right, folks. Until next time, the, the power, power of strike, strike compels you. Compels you.